What do you dream about when you sleep? It must be your RV. That's what I dream about, unfortunately. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer podcast, delivering the smarts you need to enjoy the freedom of the RV lifestyle without the fear of breaking down. So before we get into what you're dreaming about, well, actually, I don't really want to know what you're dreaming about unless it's your RV. You know, I bring that up because this morning, kept thinking about installing solar panels. Yeah. <laughs> on the trailer we bought for the business. Ah. Yeah, that was my uh, dreaming last night. Wake up, wow, I got to get that done. So hopefully you guys <laughs> dream in the same way, you know, I think everybody does, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so before we uh, talk about that any further, that's actually leading up to something, believe it or not. But before we talk about <laughs> that, let's talk about living the RV life and how to travel with pets. Yeah. You know, everybody has a pet, a cat, a dog, a goldfish, something. But we're going <laughs> to primarily talk about, I think, dogs and cats probably. That's really the most common things to travel with, although birds are out there. So. Yeah. You know, whatever you travel with, maybe you call your spouse your pet, who knows. <laughs> but it's it's doable or very doable to travel with your animals. It just takes some time to to figure it out. But we're going to give you some tips to make that process a little bit easier. You know, we're going to make it smooth. <laughs> maybe smooth out some wrinkles. <laughs> All right, so... Alexis, what would be the first thing you'd recommend to somebody? Yeah, I mean, making your camper or RV pet friendly is important. Pets can be, you know, clutter makers. So <laughs> you want to definitely clean up after them and make sure you have storage for all of your, your pets things. You know, keep it in one place and then you'll know where it is. You can grab it quick if they need to eat. You know, you know where everything is for all them. Right. <laughs> And then even the flooring, make sure it's a good type of flooring for yeah. pets. If they make a mess, uh -huh. it's easy to clean. Yes, exactly. Get that odor building up. Yep. <laughs> All right, so now if you're traveling, do you just want to go anywhere if you have pets? I mean, it'd be nice if it also was a pet-friendly place. I mean... Not all campgrounds and RV parks allow pets, so doing a little research um, in advance to know which ones do allow them would be a smart idea. Right. Yeah. You know, in some parks don't want pets, so obviously you're not going to go there. But, you know, thinking about, it, like, if you want to have a little fence outside your RV, you know, have that ready. There's a lot of stuff you can make or buy for that. Right. Larger cages or a kennel to have them outside so they're not just stuck inside the RV all the time, taking them for walks. It depends on your animal, too, if they have to be on a leash or they can be off a leash. But you have to remember that other people might have pets, too. Yeah. And not all pets get along. <laughs> so you have to be on the lookout as well to protect your animal from other animals. Yes. You don't want them to come prey. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So when you're, when you're packing up the stuff for your RV and your trip, you know, obviously you're thinking about your clothing and the food and stuff. Oh. Now, do we have to look at it the same way as with pets? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They need their bowl, your food bowls, you need their bedding and their toys and also any medications that they might take, you know. Um, a lot of people have pets that, that require that. And another good thing to think about is bringing their medical records because if you're out and about in another state, 
and for some reason they might need a vet visit, it'd be good to have that along. Like you would for yourself. So, yeah. (laughs) Great. Remember, your pets can't speak for themselves. That's right. You have to. You're their advocate. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And so just like people, you know, you're traveling, you need breaks to go to the bathroom, to eat, to stretch your legs. Animals are the same way. They might need even a little bit more often than you do. Yep. (laughs) You know, and animals have to get used to traveling. Some animals just settle right in. They could care less. Where other ones, like you have a cat, might meow forever, you know? (laughs) And it's going to take getting used to that. And it's just the cat. You can't beat up the cat or anything. Just you you have to get used to it. Let them adjust to the the traveling, mm-hmm. the, the difference. And so they might get motion sickness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things, you know. Yep, yep. You know, you might even start out with smaller trips. Just yeah. test the animal to see if you can deal with it. <laughs> you know, and that brings us to a point here about being patient, you know. Yeah. But, so we really need to, or, you know, if you want to do that, think about it. I know, like, we've had pets in the past and just put them in a the car for a few hours. Yeah. There's no way I'd go for a long trip. <laughs> Moving up to Montana from Arizona, <laughs> cat rode with Karen in her car and meowing the entire time, you know? Oh, no. So, yeah, it's crazy. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, they're just stressed out. Mm-hmm. So this, yesterday, a person comes into the store and he's looking for a way to unlock his RV door. Oh. And so he's explored it, call locksmith, blah, blah, blah. So he decided to take off the door and he's asking me how to do this. And said, why do you need to take off your door? And I thought this was hilarious. His dog locked the door from the inside and he couldn't get in. Oh, no. <laughs> so keep that in mind, you know, as odd as that sounds, because most RV locks on the inside have a little lever, a little something, but. You think about it, if the dog or the cat gets it just right, they're going to lock that door. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, this is Montana. It was cold out. It was like 40 degrees. Yeah. Like it was like 17 degrees. That could become a problem quickly. Yes. And it'd be very, in working in that kind of temperature, to free the animal can be harder. Exactly. And it goes the opposite if you're in Arizona or someplace and your pet gets locked in an RV and it's 115 degrees out or even... 90 degrees out, it's going to get very hot in there. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to free the animal. So think about having a spare key yes. or having a lock where, you know, you can uh, use a key code on the outside. Yep. Um, but be prepared for that. Oh, yeah. It happens very often, but if it does happen, you it's going to be a nightmare. Yep. You don't want to find yourself taking your door off from the outside. Yeah, exactly. So it's a unique situation. So those are the <laughs> things that can happen with pets. So, mm-hmm. so be prepared. Okay, so again, this is a reminder. You know, again, we're asking you to do stuff. And last we're, last episode, I talked about this product called Magic Mind. And so I'm still using this project or product, and it, I like it. I like it a lot. And as always, I like to share things with you guys when I find something. And as I've said before, I've tested it, I researched it, and I bought it, and I like it. And the reason why I even started going down this road or this rabbit holes, you might say, is that after I had COVID, it was just hard to stay focused on things, need a little extra energy, that boost. And that was over a year ago or about a year ago, and it just hasn't really gone away. And, you know, time can just disappear. And there's some days where you just don't get a lot done and you need to get things done. Then it goes into the next day and things just start stacking up to the point where now you're overly stressed and you just wipe your calendar or schedule. I'm just going to start out fresh, you know, but that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I've done that. It just, everything you wiped off your calendar is still in your mind and you got to finish it no matter what. Right. And so I take vitamins and supplements every day and they help to a degree. They do some things, but they're not really solving this whole COVID thing because it just lingers on. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started looking at the Magic Mind product and it has an energy boost in it, but it also helps with anxiety and stress. And it's because of what's in it and the way it's made. It's a completely safe product. And that's what I like is it's all natural. There's nothing in there that's going to hurt you. And it's not filled with sugar or the like, um, you know, 85 billion grams of vitamin B to give you that energy boost. You know, it's the real thing. (laughs) And so it works better. And I'm kind of particular about taking certain stuff. Like if I take NyQuil, it doesn't put me to sleep. It keeps me up all night. So I'm cautious of this. Doing the research, I thought, why not? It looks safe. I talked to some friends of mine or some experts, um, happened to be friends, and they said, yeah, go ahead and do this. This will help you with the things that it claims it will, like your energy and clearing up your mind, making you think a little bit better. So I did. And I just take one of their shots, you know, comes a little shot bottle, drink it in the morning, and it gets me going off in that right direction. And I think the ingredient that really helps me the most is the ashwagandha because it helps with stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And they also have lion's mane's mushrooms in there too, which also helps with that. And that's just a good product, period. More and more people are finding these types of things like the ashwagandha and the lion's mane's mushroom. People are just taking that because it helps them in general. So this is, you know, it has more to it than just that, but everything in there is okay. It's good for you. It's not Mm going to hurt you. And that's what's important that it's not only not going to hurt you, but that it's good for you because it's like taking vitamins or something. So after taking Magic Mind and trying it out, not one day, not two days, but trying it out, and I like how it works. I wanted to share it with everybody because that's what I do. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I share things with you. And no matter what the product is, ideas, whatever. So Magic Mind, um, they've set me up with a uh, promo code and a link where you can go to and save up to 50% on a subscription or 20% on a uh, discount on a one-time purchase. So the link is magicmind.com slash smartrv. And you can use the promo code, uh, promo code smartrv20. And that'll save you up to 50% on a subscription or 20% on a one-time purchase. So check it out. And these codes are typically good for about 10 days, but I think you'll be fine with it. You know, a little bit longer, a little bit later, whatever. Just go there, try it, whether you use the code or not. That just saves you money. But try it out. And there's going to be links to it in the description of the podcast on our website and whatever podcast uh, channel viewer you're using itunes spotify whatever you'll see the links there as well along with the promo code and so if that's for in case you forget what i told you the promo code was right this will help you remember (laughs) so you gotta try it all right so now that takes us to the next section of our show staying on the road and as i promised last week we are going to have Stuart takahara on the show who's doing the full-time freedom week rally virtual rally actually a virtual summit so stewart's been full-timing for about three years he lives in a 24-foot sprinter van that's been converted obviously into an rv so he has a lot of experience three years might not sound a lot but when you're on the road for three solid years you get a lot of experience quick 
So Stuart's kind of an expert at this. His website, rvdreaming.tv, reflects the expertise that he has and his team has. So everything you need for full-timing, I think you can find it there. So we're going to ask Stuart a few questions about the um, Full-Time Freedom Week Summit that's coming up. And uh, Stuart, first off, when is that summit? Well, first off, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. The summit starts on May 7th. It's four days. And we've got about five or six sessions every day starting around 10 a.m. on the Pacific time going all the way into the afternoon and evening. And um, what's really great about it, you can participate live or you can even sign up for replays. So in case you can't make it during that time, uh, you can always come back and watch it at your leisure. Okay, perfect. So that spreads it out. It makes it nice and easy for most people to watch. Or, you know, if, like Stuart said, if you can't watch it, you can always just get the recorded versions. And all that's available on your website, right? Everything they need to know about the summit? Absolutely. You can go to fulltimefreedomweek.com and get registered. It's free to sign up, and it will give you all the information there. All right. Perfect. So, Stuart, exactly what is Full-Time Freedom Week? What's it all about? You know, Full-Time Freedom Week has been around since 2018. It was started as a hobby by um, four lovely ladies I met while traveling on the road, and they really just wanted to share what it's like to start, what you have to do to be able to start really living full-time on the road. And that's more than just picking out your rig. That's about domiciling, taxes, um, how to find remote work, reliable internet, um, creating community on the road. It's really a 360-degree holistic approach on I want to do this but I just don't know how and I don't know what it's going to be like and I don't know what to expect we try and answer all of those questions during full-time freedom week and when I took over two years ago I really wanted to dive into um, more of the specifics instead of giving you we'll give you the whole broad angle but we also kind of wanted to dive down into a little more detail on exactly what it would look like for you to start getting on the road Okay, perfect. And so your website, rvdreaming.tv, has the details as well, right? You explain a lot of this stuff there and cover many facets of full-timing, right? We do. We try and cover everything about what to do when you want to get on the road. And there's a lot of different areas where you can go on that, but we really want to try and educate you as to what works, what doesn't. I know when I went on the road, I spent a lot of time researching things that really didn't matter, and I didn't spend enough time on thinking about what really I should be focusing on. And so part of the stuff on rvdreaming.tv is we really want to focus in on where you should be spending your time and talking about the things that people don't really think about. Like we have a whole um, segment and we have whole sections on how to talk to your friends and family. Because when I first told my family that I was going to do this, their first thing was, oh my gosh, is it safe? How do you do that? We're, you know, Aren't you afraid that something's going to happen? And so we, we kind of cover all of that in a section on that website and some things that you just may not think about that would be useful resources when you're making your planning. All right, very good. Yeah, so there's a lot to it. And that's one thing we talk about on the podcast is all the variations of this. But Stuart's really here to help you a much greater level and detail than we do here at the smartrver.com. So now, Stuart, what sessions are there going to be at the summit, the Full-Time Freedom Week Summit? You know, we're covering the whole gamut. So everything from how do I start to selecting and buying the right rig, and that's really a self-assessment on what kind of traveler you want to be. 
you know, I, I started out in the big 40 foot super C and that was huge. And then I downgraded into a van because I changed my priorities on travel. So we have sessions about trying to identify what it is, what, what's your, why, why do you want to start on the road? Some people just want to hit up national parks and they want to do all that. And that's a different kind of travel than say some of the younger folks that want to hit up music festivals in urban areas and then we have the people that are just working from the road remotely. Everyone's needs are different. So we help you identify what what kind of RV you need to be. That'll help you select the right rig. We talk about domicile, and we also talk about some other great uh, sessions. And one of them is about emergency situations. What to do if you find yourself in a tornado warning or hailstorms or extreme wind or freezes that, that were just unexpected. Um, you know, as, as RVers, we try and do what we can to avoid extreme weather, but sometimes it's just inevitable. And so we, we have sessions on, on that as well. There's sessions on solo traveling. We feature three great female solo travelers. Um, and their stories are just absolutely amazing. And, um, and then we have normal solo families, finding your tribes and communities. Uh, we have big sections on remote work as well. And um, it's, it's, just a, uh, it's just a ton of fun, a lot of information. And, um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, some of the live sessions that we have too. For the first time, I've actually been able to convince former RV salesperson to come on and answer questions about the RV buying process on how to negotiate. If you've never bought an RV before, it's unlike buying a car or any other kind of uh, vehicle or any, any purchase out there. So uh, we have some great stuff on that. We're going to be doing live video tours from the Battleborn Batteries Factory. Uh, that's going to be interesting, and people will be able to ask about any upgrade they want to do to lithium uh, to their rigs or what the benefits are, because it is a big investment. We're really talking about everything you can possibly want to know about how to start and how to stay on the road. All right, that sounds pretty interesting. So listening to what you just said, this sounds like it would be good for people who aren't necessarily full-time, but spending a lot of time on the road or more than the average RV year because of some of the benefits of like how to be prepared for, you know, like you said, the, uh, the unexpected hail storm or, uh, breakdowns on the road type of thing. So it's kind of really for most RV years in a sense. Yeah. Whether you're looking to start, maybe you're a part timer and you want to go full time or you just don't know where to start. There's also a lot of information for people who just started on the road. Uh, even if, uh, you've never done this before, you're just a few weeks or a few months into it, there's still really good information uh, for people who are already, you know, living life. Okay, very good. So now, with these different sessions, who's going to be presenting these? That's a great part. All of these sessions are taught by other people who are living full-time on the road. So we're not talking to people who are part-timers. We're talking to people who are actually living full-time on the road. When I search out people. I look for people who are, I meet, you know, obviously who are out and about that have interesting stories that have unique situations. And so I invite them to participate because they have firsthand knowledge too about stuff. I've had, I have people that have been on the road for over 10 years that are going to be sharing some of their information and experiences um, as part of this program. And then we talk about new ones. I don't think we have it this time, but in the past, We've had ones where we talk about, um, we talk to people who are on the road for less than 60 days about an expectation versus a reality. And that was a lot of fun. I think that's even on our YouTube channel as well that you can go back and you can watch that, um, 
what you think it might be might not be exactly what it is. So it's just different perspectives from different people. But everyone almost is a uh, current full-time RVer or someone that is, has been a full-time RVer in the past. Okay, perfect. Very good. So now what does it take? I mean, to me, you got to be a special person to live full-time in an RV. But from you as an expert, what does it take to live full-time in an RV? You know, you, you, you got to be flexible. You have to have an open mind. Um, this, this, I don't know if I would say that this is lifestyle for some type A, you know, that has to have every moment of their day plan. There's a lot of uh, the flows that come with it. And I think that's what's exciting about living in an RV is you never know what to expect from one day to the next. You might have a general plan on where you're going to what you're going to do. And that could be exciting. But then all of a sudden something happens and you meet someone on the road or you have um, this thing that you just never found out about that you had to pivot and you change. You know, a real quick example, I was planning on spending about four days in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, because I drove through it one day. And I was like, wow, this area is gorgeous. It's nice. I want to come back. And when I finally did a year later, um, I got there and some reality sent me. First off, Steamboat Springs is a gorgeous area. But it's very expensive. I went in there to have dinner just by myself at a bar at a local restaurant. I got a glass of wine and dinner cost me $57. And I was like, I'm staying here for four more days or five more days. I was like, I'm not doing it. So uh, I went up the road about 30 or 45 minutes to a little tiny town called Craig, Colorado. I, I stopped off at a local brewery and I met the greatest people, the greatest neighbors. They said, hey, how long do you in town for? I said, well, a few days are like, you got to come to our town fair. They're, we're doing hot air balloon launches. You can camp there overnight. So I, after I left the brewery, I drove over there. And yeah, sure enough, I woke up and there's this free fair with live music, hot air balloons launching right outside my van. And just the nicest people. And I just had so much fun. And I think it's the spontaneity and that willingness to just pivot as you kind of go. That really makes, you know, full-time being exciting. You just never know where you're going to end up. Right. So that sounds pretty interesting, but being flexible, that kind of stood out to me. <laughs> you, you have to be, you, you absolutely have to be flexible with your plan because you might be on the road and you might pop a flat, you get a flat tire. There might be inclement weather that's going to force you off or delay your departure at some point. You just never know what's going to happen when you're on the road. And so the ability to, to remain flexible and keep an open mind, um, is vital, uh, when you're, when you're out and about. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm sure there were probably some pretty bad days when you've experienced, but you just have to get past the bad day, right? And just look at the bigger picture. Absolutely. There's, um, when you look back on it a day or a week or a month later, you realize you have a great story and it may even seem like the worst experience in your life at the time. But every time you pull out of an experience like that, you know that you can handle what's next to Right. Sometimes I find the best stories I have are about the worst situations I've been in. <laughs> and you know, those are the ones that people love to hear. Those yep. are the stories that people just thrive on. Later on, you're laughing about it because you've stopped crying. <laughs> <laughs> so now another question, why do most people quit living in an RV? Oh gosh, that is, there's a, a number of reasons. Some of it is just, just not for them. I mean, there's, there's so many differences about living in an RV versus living in a sticks and bricks. Um, your maintenance, first off, is going to be huge. If people just can't deal with minor repairs going on all the time, tracking down water leaks or anything like that, um, <laughs> you know, there's 
there's that. Some people like routine. And in an RV, you have routine, but that routine involves, you know, moving a lot and change. <laughs> That's part of it. And, um, and you're not, there, there's, there's some people that just, I don't know what it is. They're just, we always say this lifestyle is not for everyone. You know, there's, there's so many different variables that, that go into it. And, and some people just aren't built for it, so to speak. Like if you need a, <laughs> if, if you need that 20 minute hot shower every day, RV life is probably not for you. <laughs> you know, there's, um, there's a lot of comfort, creature comfort that you give up, but also in some of these larger rigs, you can have most of them as well. You know, I think people get out of the RV life for a lot of the same reasons they get into it. Um, and it really just depends on each individual. I always say you just never know until you try. And to be an RVer, you don't have to go all in all at once. Yeah, you can go and rent RVs. Um, really nice ones as well and you can start doing a weekend trip or a, or a week-long trip or a 30-day trip in these things and just really see if it's something that you can envision yourself doing so if people are on the fence and you're not sure if you would like it that's what i would say it's just like get out there and and buy an rv the, the other thing that we talk about in this session of full-time freedom week is there's a difference between like living in an rv full-time and being a part-time camper so to speak or vacation time or it's it, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I first started, you know, you pull up into a campground and you set up your barbecue grills, you set up your fire pits and all your tables and chairs and you, you're kind of camping. You're kind of like on a vacation mode, but the more and more you get into it, you go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting all that up, uh, you know, today <laughs> or I, you know, it's like, I don't even know why I have this anymore. It's like, or I'm going to stay inside all day. I don't need to be, you know, outside in the cold. You know, it, it's, it's one of those, um, strange things that from that happens when you move from you know a new rv or to a to a full-timer right so you brought up some good points there very interesting about maybe renting an rv for 30 days and you know it's different than just a weekend traveler but now if you're gonna like get into this now you brought out some things about like i said renting the rv but you know for 30 days but it's really more than just like getting an rv maybe you own it or you're renting it but going to you don't want to just go like to Yosemite for 30 days. You want to go to multiple places, right? To really get a feel of driving it and exploring and the things that can happen and the detours and so forth. Would that be the best way to go about it? I think if you're wondering if this is what you want to do, absolutely. Um, create a 30 day plan. If you can, if you're still having to work from the remote work from the road, think about how that's going to look, uh, when you're doing your travel and think about just, being on the road, you're right. Don't stay in one spot for 30 days. That's not really what most full-time RVers do. They're bouncing around anywhere between three, four days to maybe a week or two, just depending upon their um, their travel goals and, and what they want to do. Um, so get up on the road and get out there and, and think of it more than just, hey, I'm going to see if I like this. Get out there as if you already are on the road and see if, you know, build an itinerary that excites you. Um, sometimes they can get very tiresome doing route planning and stuff. So when I do mine, I have to think about, I build something in every month or every few weeks that I look forward to that. I can say, well, I'm looking forward to visiting these friends in the city, or I'm looking forward to this event that I'm going to, or this RV rally. That that's, what's exciting is you can always find something exciting to do that. It's your interest. 
the one thing I think that surprised me the most about going full time is the ability to visit friends and family that I haven't seen in a long time, just because your life is busy and they're busy. I'm busy and your paths just cross. And next thing you know, years go by, but being in an RV, you can say, Hey, I'm going to be in your area. I'm going to park my van in your driveway for a few days, you know, and they're at work, you're at work. But then at the end of the day, you know, when, when everyone's done, you know, you can catch up, you can do dinner. And it's more than just a superficial high overnight, you know, kind of visit. You can actually reconnect. And I think that's one of the great things about full-time travel. Yeah. So that's another reason why going to the summit would be so important to hear all the stories and really connect all the dots. If you're thinking about doing this, Yeah, a lot of good information there. Absolutely. So now, <laughs> this day and age, there's a lot more homeless people out there. Um, some people might just consider living in an RV as just, um, glamorized homelessness. Is that the case? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you consider a quarter million dollar Mercedes van conversion or a $300,000 class, a diesel pusher homeless. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, it could be. Um, that's the thing about RV life is, uh, some people, people do it for all sorts of reasons. It doesn't have to be because you have nowhere else to go. And a lot of people convert back to that just because that's the situation and it's unfortunate. But there's other people that choose this life because they want more. They want the adventure. They want, um, they want the, the experiences and, and all that. When people think of, cause you see it on the news all the time that um, there's RV parks or, or people living in their RVs out on the streets. They're run down, they're broken, they're, they're taking up neighborhoods. You, you see that all the time, all over the country. It's becoming more and more prevalent. So when people think that you live in your car or you live in your RV, sometimes that's their first perception that they go. But what full-time RV travel is, is different than, <laughs> than that. We, we may not have a physical home, but I wouldn't say that uh, that we're homeless. I think that we're out looking for adventure and ex- and exploring the country or exploring different areas and wanting to just kind of take in more of what you know the country has to offer. Really, RV life is different than than just living in your RV because you have no other place to go. And, and that is a problem. There's some great charity organizations that are out there too that do help people you know, acquire vans or RVs to live in because it gets them off the street. And it's a much easier solution than some of these housing projects, these big housing projects that a lot of urban cities and such have going on. So it is a good temporary bridge from one to another. Right. So actually they could be called full-time explorers. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Okay. So for someone who is they want to become a full-time RVer, but you know, they've kind of explored it. They've looked at it, but they're just not sure how they start doing this. Can you help them with that? Well, the first thing I would say is attend full-time freedom week because you're going to have a lot of, a lot of answers, uh, provided to you during that, during that session and, and answers to questions you probably didn't even know you had. But the first, the first one is, you know, check out the, the summit or check out the website, rvdreaming.tv and just figure out why this lifestyle is, is why you want to consider this. We spend a lot of time talking about your why. Why do you want to travel? Why do you um, want to do this? What are your needs? And as you start learning what your goals are, it will make it easier for you to make better decisions. 
about what kind of rig do you want to buy? How much do you want to spend? Uh, what kind of gear and equipment you're really going to need? When when I first started, I watched a lot of YouTube videos from a lot of different full-timers, and they all have these Amazon stores that you can go and buy stuff in. So you just go to their store, and you click add all the cart. And next thing you know, <laughs> when I was moving out of my Super C into my van, I had stuff that I hadn't even opened yet. And it's like, I don't need any of this, you know? But you don't know what you don't know. One of the sections we have this this, uh, this upcoming full-time freedom week is um, Army's accessories, needs versus wants. Because there is a big difference between what you need versus what you what you want to have. Um, and we talk about strategies on how to, you know, just basically what, what you need when you start and what you can acquire along the way as you more identify what kind of traveler you want to be. So if you're really wanting to start and you want to think about this and you're not sure where full-time freedom week is what is, is what this session or this summit is designed for. To give you a glimpse into not only what you need to do to get there, but what it'll be like when you're out on the road. And of course, once you do get on the road, you can create your own journey. You create your own story. And that's what's exciting is there's no one wrong way to RV. There's your way. And there's some people that just love visiting national parks and that's all they want to do. I don't think I've visited maybe two. It's not even on my list. But if I pass one, it's there. You know, but that's not why I want to go. Um, I want to go do other things. So there is no wrong way to do it. Helping, you know, just helping to identify your why will help you make better decisions along the road. Then you can create your own story. You can create your own journey. Right. And that's what I think we're always talking about is making memories in your RV. There's so many ways to do it. You also brought another good point out about buying stuff. You know, sometimes you go to these, these websites and they top 20 things for full-time RVing. You know, it's a list of stuff. And then you go to Amazon, you buy it. But like you said, you have stuff that you didn't even open when you were downsizing, yeah. you know? <laughs> and you know, when you don't have anybody to talk to on the other end, it makes it more difficult. Should I get it? Should I not get it? That's where the summer would help him, but also calling local RV stores, getting their perspective on things, on what you need, you know? Um, sometimes these websites, they sell a lot, but they, their intentions are not really solely for your benefit. It's for their pocketbook. I hate to say it, but that's how it is sometimes. Yeah. And, and there are incentives for some of these RVers. And I'm not saying that they have bad intentions, but you know, these Amazon stores, a lot of them are affiliate based. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them, they have a good service. They provide a good service. Some of them are just there, you know, they just capitalizing on a market basically, but that's where the full-time RV uh, Freedom Week Summit comes in because that's really going to help you make good decisions. And, of course, Stuart's website, other website, rvdreaming.tv. See, that gives you a, a nice package there. So, Stuart, I think we've covered everything. Is there anything else you want to throw in here? No, I just really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to me about full-time Freedom Week. I made some mistakes when I hit the road. I spent more money than I needed to, and I wish that I had known about this before I started because I could have been a little smarter, a little more efficient on on how I got onto the road. Um, so I think that if you're you're in the planning process, you're negotiating, getting ready to go do you know take this take this leap, um, I encourage you to go and, and just sign up. Again, it's free. If you want to attend during the week, and um, and I hope that you get something out of it. I hope that we, we try and cover a, a large view from start to finish uh, and, and, and as high level and as granular as we can get. So that way you really 
benefit from from this. You don't make some of the same mistakes that maybe I did when I started. <laughs> right. Yeah, sounds good. So I know we're going to sign up here because we want to go watch it or or be part of it uh, one way or another. We're going to be there. Um, we'll buy out the time during the day because I know there's things we can learn from it, even though we're not full-timers, but we have a store. We provide service for people. So I know there's going to be things in there that are going to benefit us just for helping other people. So Stuart, I really appreciate your time today coming on the show. So that's going to bring us to the end of staying on the road. All right, that brings us to the next stop. And today we're going to be going to Lewis and Clark Caverns. All righty. And where are Lewis and Clark Caverns, Alexis? Located in Montana. Montana. <laughs> Beautiful Montana. <laughs> I was thinking South Dakota, but oh, yeah. it makes sense because <laughs> Lewis and Clark have spent so much time in Montana when they were traversing the United States, mapping it and all that. Exactly. All right. So if we go to Lewis and Clark Caverns, what are we going to see there? The caverns, <laughs> speaking the obvious, but yeah, you can take a guided tour of the caverns, or you can go by yourself. I believe, um, but they're they're really really cool. I went on a fourth grade trip when I was little, so I'd like to go back as an adult and just see it again. I think, um, but there's lots of camping places that you can um, do over there as well. There's not just caverns; you can. You can do that in RV spots. Um, there's hiking. There's Boulder Hot Springs. So there's actually a lot of options um, for you to enjoy. Right, so that's cool. So that made me think of, you know, when you're a kid, everything seems so much bigger. It does. You know, when you're in elementary school, like the stage or something for a play, it's just gigantic. Uh-huh. The auditorium seems huge, you know. Yeah. And tables at the cafeteria are gigantic. Yeah. Did you go back <laughs> when you're an adult? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is like little doll furniture, right? right? It's a weird. So Lewis and Clark Cameron's, you go back now, you might have to duck. and Exactly. <laughs> totally. You just won't have the same thing, but <laughs> it'll still be cool to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's... <laughs> Lewis and Clark spent a lot of time in Montana. I sure like they did every state. Up here, you see more signage for it, and you pay a little closer attention to it because we live here. Yep, yep. But they, uh, yeah, they spent a lot of time going back and forth, up and down, in and out, whatever. That's right. So it's another place in Montana, and we seem to find a lot of cool places in Montana, and that's only because we live here. Yeah. But if anybody out there has a place they would like to recommend, please send it to us. We're more than welcome to do a a show on it or an episode, I should say. Now, also, along with the things to do at Lewis and Clark Caverns, which I want to mention this, you know, to even get there, you're going to pass a lot of cool places. Yeah, yeah, true. So where would where would we eat if we were there? There's a few places. There's a chain in Montana. It's a, kind of like a deli bakery. It's called Wheat Montana. Amazing food. You can get breakfast, lunch. Um, I don't know about dinner, but you can definitely do the first two. Um, there's Pompeii's Grill, which is like hamburgers, steaks, pizza, all that good stuff. And then there's a really cool pie shop there too. So if you're looking for dessert, you're going to want to go to Iron Horse Cafe and pie shop. <laughs> so pie shop. So does that mean Dwight Schutz going to be driving the bus? Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so that's from the office if you're not familiar with that. Anyway. <laughs> That's right. So, as always, we're going to take you places where there's food. Mm-hmm. And there's always good food. That's right. Okay, so now that we've eaten and we need to go to go relax now and spend the night someplace, where can we go? Um, there's a couple places. Even actually stay right in the Lewis and Clark Caverns. There's a national forest around it, obviously. You can stay right in there. 
There's also Branham Lakes Campground or Delmo Lake Campground. And honestly, if you just search up um, where to stay around there in RV parks, you'll find a ton. There's actually a lot, a lot of options. <laughs> okay, yeah. very good. That's cool. So another place to go, another places to stay, lots to do there. So again, we're wetting your whistle. Um, <laughs> and I, I mentioned last episode, check out RV Destinations Magazine if you haven't done the free subscription. Give that a try. A lot of good information in there, places to go. It's RV Destination City with some gorgeous pictures as well. Oh, yeah. They do a really good job on that. Mm -hmm. Very nice. All right, so that concludes the next stop. Now we're going to go into RV Envy. So RV Envy, you know, we talk about so many different products and um, things that are available for RVs, the way to do stuff, you know, if you want to make additions to it, you know, to make your, your neighbor envious of your RV. So today, you know, I was just going to kind of remind everybody, there's always so many products out there that are new, things that you like, or even little hacks you come up with. And if you find things like that and you want to share it with others, let us know. Let us talk about it on the podcast. If you have a YouTube channel where you've posted it, send us a link to it. We'll watch it. You know, we're putting a lot of the products that we talk about now on YouTube. We're coming out every other week with what we call Fast Tip Friday. And these are videos that last, you know, from five to 10 minutes, depending on what it is and breaking down some products for you. Mm -hmm. And they're helping, you know, helping a lot of people out there. We get a lot of responses to the videos because there's, they, they pose questions. They get you thinking about things. And that's the whole point of being a do it yourselfer is thinking about things and understanding how to do it and learning along the way. Mm -hmm. And we're here to help you do that. And RV Envy is just putting products out in front of you. Today, I don't have a product that I want to specifically talk about, but we do have a lot of stuff slated that's coming up. I mean, we're getting more stuff, more things coming at us every week now. And so it's just, it's pushing things out and we can't speed up the podcasts. That's too hard to do. <laughs> so they're still going to be every other week. So, but we're doing videos and we're trying to get more videos done. And we do everything in batches of three, you know, and so we try to do things. We don't necessarily push it out in batches of three, but some of the videos we do maybe two at a time because they're related products. Yeah. So it's just kind of a little update on where we're at with, you know, RV Envy is always about products that are cool. And like I said, if you have a product out there you really like, that you, you think it's going to help somebody, let us know. And we do talk about it sometimes because of our schedule, it takes a while, like I've got an email from Frank we haven't been able to get to, and it's been on my list for quite some time. Okay. But I think we're going to do it in the next one or two episodes. Nice. So we, we're going to get to that. And he has a lot of really good things um, just about the RV industry. Some questions that are very valid because sometimes you don't understand how things work, why it's working a certain way because you're not an insider like we are. We're in the RV industry, you know? Yeah. So RV Envy is about making your RV cool and better. And so everybody wants to do that. We're here to help you. And if you have ideas, let us know so we can share them with others. So that's going to bring us to the end of the show today. I hope everybody enjoys it. And check out rvdreaming.net for the week-long RV seminars online. I can't think of the word. Um, summit, the RV Summit. Check that out and you know gear up for that week long be able to check it out on your website we're on the on the internet wherever you're at so this is eric stark with the smart rv or podcast it's been great hanging out with you today if i don't see you on the road let's connect at the smart rv or .com. <laughs>